Hey, welcome back. It's season three of Garage Monologues. My name is Jay Swanson, and you've probably been listening for a while if you haven't already. If you're hearing this or seeing it, it means that you're on the public feed, which means that this episode came out about six months ago for my patrons. And if you'd like to get on top of that, if you'd like to see these episodes as they come out, support the show, help me to keep it going, because, you know, it's, it's everything's up in the air this year. There are a lot of big changes coming, but let me know over on patreon.com slash jswanson. You can support the show. You can listen to all the episodes from this season right now. You don't have to wait, or you can continue listening to them as they drop every other week for the next five or six months. It's the season of becoming French, and there's a lot of cheese that gets eaten in this season. I hope you enjoy it. Swanson. Welcome to Garage Monologues, Season 3, Episode 7, maybe? I was actually really excited to jump on and start recording, and uh, I, I just got back from the gym. Had a, like, I've had a really good day, and then I sat down, and you know, you just like, you kind of crash. We're like, oh, I'm ready to just like take a nap now. Bad timing to start recording. Welcome to this episode of Garage Monologues. There's so much going on, and yet so... Uh, so little it feels like, it, like it, it's kind of nuts to me. So things are going really well. Uh, I don't know if that's the way to start this episode. It is clearly me by myself. I have no news on the citizenship update. I have no news on so many things, um, but some fun stuff going on behind the scenes, some challenging things going on behind the scenes. I'm genuinely really excited for this year. I think I've just gone through a really rough couple of weeks and it has left me feeling kind of stagnant, kind of stuck, kind of um, just I've been struggling. And the irony is that it is one of the better months that I've ever had doing any form of business my entire life. Uh, it's really encouraging. It's been cool to see both how the response to Paris in my pocket as a focus and as a, as a series has really resulted in just some really cool upward momentum across both YouTube and my guide sales and just good interactions. It's been a really rewarding experience so far. Those guide sales going up has been very <laughs> welcome considering how tight things got at the end of last year and how much of a risk it felt like, um, you know, I believed in this shift, but, um, but man, like focusing is hard because I don't know if you struggle with this, and I can get to why the last couple of weeks have been extra challenging, um, just on a personal notes. But it's it's good to see that it's coming together because focusing is like a real challenge for me in general. I think this is a challenge for a lot of people. When you have a lot of interests, when you have things you want to do for a living that are not easy to do for a living, uh, in my case, like writing fiction, something I absolutely love, something that very few people are going to pay me for. And something that very few people just pay for in general. Um, you know, like same with YouTube. I mean, YouTube has been a struggle on its own and there's just been, I've always had to do four or five things at the same time to make ends meet. I've always had to have multiple jobs. I've always had to work really hard over here to pay for something over here. Like, you know, when I was working as a consultant, that's how I paid for the artwork in Into the Nanton and a lot of the, you know, the work I was doing then. So I've just always kind of had to like juggle a lot of things to stay alive. And that became associated with staying alive to me. And as the opportunity presented itself, and I think honestly, like I probably was doing myself a disservice through a lot of that where I could have really just focused in on one thing and followed that through to the end. I'm in a place now where I've seen, okay, like where maybe focusing on fiction wouldn't have gotten me anywhere. Oh, focusing on Paris 
will get me somewhere, but I refused to do it because I didn't want to be the Paris guy or to fall too far down the tourism rabbit hole. You know all that story. But I finally kind of got over it myself because the problem was, wasn't those things. The problems were all about being seen. Ultimately, my fear and focus was, and I think, I don't know what the, what, why, uh, I know a lot of people really struggle to just choose one thing and focus on it. And that, that can be driven by a number of different fears or insecurities or hopes or whatever. Maybe it's because you're, you, like me, you're scared to get pigeonholed or you're scared to, um, you don't want to let go of all the different things that you really do enjoy doing, or you're scared of success or you're scared of failure, or there's a million different things. But I think for me, I went on um, a podcast this like last week, I guess. Um, uh, uh, an acquaintance, a friend, Preeti, put together. She's putting together this, this podcast for content creators, and something that clicked for me was realizing like how important it was for me to feel seen because I didn't feel seen by anyone in when I was in Spokane through so much of my time in the states, trying to figure out what I was doing with myself. When I started vlogging in 2016, a lot of it was just because I really just needed to feel seen. I really needed to feel a sense of validation. And I didn't realize that was part of the journey that I was on. And so the idea of then homing in on a niche and really focusing in didn't match because for me, the purpose of doing the vlogs was to share my life. It was to share the story of my life, to share where I was going, why. This, the ups and the downs, the successes, the failures along the way. And letting go of that personal element was scary because I felt like I'd, I would ultimately be hiding myself and I wouldn't necessarily be putting myself out there in the way that I had needed to in order to survive. And like therapy with trauma, with all these things that I've been reading up on a lot more recently as well, you know, there are a lot of things that we implement as kids to survive. Um, a lot of self-preservation or defense mechanisms. And those carry on into adulthood. And where they served us as children, they don't serve us anymore as adults. And in a similar way, the vlog as a personal experiment and as something that I really enjoyed doing and the conversation that I really enjoyed with you the ability to have an ongoing conversation, put a video out every day, see the comments, and, and, and internalize that conversation for the next video, you know, and keep that going. It was something really special and something that still holds a, a really, a really bright place in my heart. And eventually, obviously, was leading me towards burnout and was not healthy in the best way. And it was something that got me through that period in Spokane, got me through the transition to Paris, got me through the first few years here when I was really finding my feet um, and or finding my footing. And then I needed to let it go. But as you've seen, uh, if you've been watching me for any period of time, like that, that period between stopping daily vlogging and figuring out something like Paris in my pocket was a mess. It was an absolute mess for a few years and it was just all over the place making all kinds of different things um, that, you know, were better or worse. Just struggling to figure out what I was doing. And I think a lot of that struggle was just letting go of that need to be seen by an audience and that need to be understood in all my complexity, you know. 
Because the reality is nobody's going to understand me and all my complexity. And that's part of it. And part of it is that like, it's not really serving the greater purpose, which is like to have, I mean, I know that I've had an impact um, just through the, the, the lovely messages and, and emails and stuff that I've received over the years and conversations that I've been fortunate to have. But in order to really maximize your impact in the world, you have to focus in on the thing that you have the best chance of being impactful. And for me, that was really, I mean, the numbers show the, whether it's through views or through engagement, whatever, that there's a real chance to give people you know, a better, a better time in Paris. There's a real chance to alleviate a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety around traveling. There's a great opportunity to act as a bridge between cultures. There's a lot of really cool stuff that I can do if I just focus in on that one element of what I do. It just took me a really long time to accept that. And I was really scared, I think, to succeed in that arena. I am actually really, like, it's interesting. I kind of had to wrestle with it the last couple of weeks, like seeing how things are starting to go really well and how that actually made me not feel great. <laughs> I was looking at it. I was like, I should, I, I will celebrate this. I will choose to celebrate this. I found some ways to do so, but I also was looking at how things were ticking up and just actually felt kind of numb or sad, uh, which surprised me. Not entirely related to that. There's a lot of other stuff going on. I had kind of a breakthrough, I guess you'd say it sounds cliche, but I had a bit of a breakthrough in therapy a couple of weeks ago. And really realized that I've been keeping my therapist at bay for a while. And in reality, I do that with a lot of people in my life. Um, thankfully, I'm getting much better at it. And I've got some really good close friendships. But the process of going through some of that and some of the things that I ended up being able to voice for the first time and share with her um, wrecked me for the week. I had a migraine for like two days and actually that the trash video, the like is Paris safe video that I just put out, um, brought that migraine right back, uh, in the process of filming. I, of, I, I ended that, uh, video with a migraine really scre screeching into my head. Um, and just really struggled to function as a human being for a couple weeks there. Obviously went through the motions and managed okay. Like, you know, Cooper's healthy. I'm fine. Everything's actually good. But it was a really difficult couple of weeks. And that coincided with really feeling like, oh my gosh, like I think I might have, I think this strategy that I've chosen, I think this path that I've chosen with my YouTube channel, with, you know, like I think it might be, I think it might be the right thing. I think it might actually be going somewhere. And, and it really has to, considering that like got to pay for software development and stuff here. But, um, I think that that, I think there, I just am learning so much about myself and I'm trying so hard. I, that was actually one of the, the key realizations from just this last like couple of weeks too. I think what I needed when I was vlogging and that I don't know what I need now in this front, in this, in this arena, but I realized I was really struggling. Like I said, the last couple of weeks and I was just thinking, man, life is so hard and like I'm trying so hard both personally to grow and develop into like a functioning human being uh, um, across the board. You know, I'm trying so hard to build a business. I'm trying so hard to support the people around me, to be a good friend, to be a good family member. I'm just trying so hard and it seems like, especially living in France, multiplies this but it feels like every time I try to do the right thing or I try to 
put in the extra effort. I just get kicked in the nuts again for it. And that happened a couple times this week. And, um, and it's hard. And then, then I look at the world around me, both here in Paris and elsewhere. And I think, man, like everybody's working so hard. Not everyone, obviously there's some people that don't work that hard, I guess, but I I just feel like life is hard for everyone. And like some people are just barely making it. Some people are doing well, but have other problems, you know? And for me, it's like, I, I look at like how hard I've been trying (laughs) for so long, you know, just like I have a lot of compassion for my past self, even if I was kind of an idiot about how I went about things. But like, I finally feel like maybe I have a chance to, to earn a little bit of like grown up money. <laughs> I'm, I'm so grateful for this apartment that I have because it would, without it, I would not have been able to start over. Um, I literally started my life over again. If you, whether or not you're aware of the story, and if you want to know more about my background and the story of getting here and the actual struggle of getting here, my book, Sea of the Unknown, which is available over on Amazon in paperback and Kindle and audiobook. I read, I read it for Audible as well. Um, you know, like I continually just threw myself at whatever opportunity I believed in, put took every risk I could and fell flat on my face to the point that I went bankrupt shortly after I moved here because I had overextended myself and was just paying all of my money into basically debt and it was just paying off interest. And if it hadn't been for this apartment and for my landlady's generosity, I wouldn't have been able to start over here. You know, I don't know what I would have done. I would have been really, really stuck. And then to just grind it out here for another five or six years to get to a point where I'm like, oh, like maybe I'm going to start making, I could maybe make a salary that would look similar to what like my peers who took stable jobs out of college or, you know, like whatever. I, I might be able to actually start saving, you know, I might have a chance at, I don't know how I, we have yet to find out if this is going to be the case or not, but maybe I have a chance at actually buying the Paris apartment that I dream of before I turn 40. Maybe it all feels very late to the game. It all is very, it's challenging. And I realize this is like a generational struggle, right? Like we millennials, uh, got, got a rough, a rough deal. I think the zoomers might have a rougher deal coming their way. Um, but you know, just like, I guess it's also then you start, I start to feel kind of guilty because I'm like, well, if I can actually finally drag myself out of the hole that I uh, half dug for myself and half was already there for me, I, I, I made it, I made it worse at times for sure. Um, what about the people that can't? And what about the people that, that, that are still going to be struggling? And I don't know. I think about that a lot. I think a lot about, how I've been thinking a lot this last week about how life is just really difficult, no matter who you are. And even no matter how good it looks from the outside, no matter how good it can objectively be, even from the inside, how you never know what people are struggling with. You never know what might be dragging them down or what might be really, really pulling on them. And they might not even be aware of it. I mean, there's stuff that I'm, finally putting together that you know you think man I should have seen this a decade ago Uh, but now I'm just figuring it out and so that's how I know I also have a lot of work ahead of me to get to a, a much happier and healthier place and thankfully there is a chance of getting healthier um there's a chance of actually growing and being able to 
connect the way that I want to connect and to, I think, slow down and really appreciate life while I have it. Because life's short. It's not going to be here forever. Um, and I want to make sure that I just stop and smell the roses from time to time to put it in a delightful little cliche. But yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been a, it's been a really rough couple of weeks and I think I'm coming out of it. I think the last couple of days have actually been kind of coming out of it. My energy levels aren't fully there yet, but that's okay. Like I'm going to be okay. I think that's the other thing that I keep reminding myself, like I'm going to be okay. Um, it's going to be fine. There's a lot that I could unpack in all of that. Um, there's a lot more that I could say, I suppose, but um, I guess I can leave it at that. I think that the the main thing is that no matter how hard things get, which they're they're always hard. I mean, I don't. I think there are moments that I've had some moments in the last year where I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing! I'm going to enjoy this." I'm glad I did. I hadn't thought about this till right now while I'm saying this. But there were a couple of moments last month, I think, where I literally just felt like, "Wow, things are going great." I'm really excited for what's coming. I'm so grateful for what I have and where I'm at. And I'm going to enjoy that. Like in the past, I would have like shut that down to some degree because I would have been worried that like, oh, by enjoying this, I'm, it's, it's almost like superstitious. Like if, if I enjoy this, the universe is going to take it away from me or, you know, just, just not allowing myself to enjoy things or to feel good about myself, to feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm actually doing a good job. And so I actively in that moment was like, nope, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really enjoy like my success right now like that I feel like I'm just feeling good I'm feeling on top of the world and I'm just gonna walk like it and I'm gonna enjoy it because it's not gonna last and I was right about that and it didn't last but I'm really grateful that I did take the time to really enjoy it and that's kind of what I want to get back to more than anything is like okay like life's hard it's no matter what it's it's hard so how do I acknowledge that and do what I can to alleviate the pain that I'm going through um how do I continue to work towards a future where I carry much less pain with me all the time and then just enjoy the moments along the way. So I've been doing that by the, the answers to that for some practical tips on uh, alleviating pain in a healthy and helpful way, mostly healthy. I'm sure some of it's questionable, but um, friends, spending time with friends, getting out of this tiny apartment, because as much as I'm grateful for it, I actually am starting to go a little bit crazy in here. I spent all of lockdown in this, like, you know, 140 square feet, I think. Um, very grateful for it. Actually did very well through it. Generally, I'm, I'm fine in here, but I'm starting to feel a little bit itchy, to be honest. Cooper does much better with more space whenever I take him anywhere that there's more space to run around. He just naturally plays by himself better. And, you know, there's just like, and I feel better too. Like it's nice to be able to breathe. Uh, you can't see it behind me as my laundry drying, like literally right there. I don't know if you can hear me hitting the rack. I'm, I'm wedged between my couch and my bed. Things are just lightly a mess, um, which is, you know, on and off normal. I try to keep it clean in here, but there, it's always a battle. And um, I'm just ready for some changes. I'm ready for changes and I'm getting away from the practical tips, I realize. But I'm just kind of like, as I process this, hey, it's a garage monologue. I'm monologuing. As I think about all this, like, I'm, I'm ready. I am ready to make some changes. I don't have a timeline for that. And I don't know exactly what it will look like. Um, but I'm ready to make some changes. And part of me wants, I'm going to stay in here because this is such a great, a great deal. I'm so grateful for it. And my hope is that if I can actually start to save, maybe I can start saving to, um, to buy something. Um, which sounds so 
ludicrously out of reach, but my hope is that we're on our, we're on track to maybe be able to do that in the next couple of years. I hope, um, Uh, But then part of it's just getting out and like getting back to that life. I used to have this lifestyle that was, you know, very much, I was always out. I was always out in the city. I was always doing something and I, I've had to step away from that for a variety of reasons, but trying to get back to it, like recognizing that I have some anxieties around being out all the time. Daily vlogging actually left me with a lot of like really weird, um, body level anxieties where like there, it just burned me out so hard. was so rough on me that like there are elements of, my job that are fun and I should enjoy, but I'm so apprehensive to get into. And it's not until I'm actually doing it that I'm like, Oh yeah, th- I love this. This is fun. Um, so working against that, but spending time with friends, like just making sure that I ping people when I'm in their neighborhood, when I'm near where they live or where they work. Um, see, and it's, it's amazing how often actually I'm able to meet up with somebody for a drink or a coffee or whatever. Um, Going out for some drinks has been actually very helpful. Just being able to go out, relax. Um, It's amazing how like just a beer or two can help take the edge off when you're really feeling like garbage. And and then spending some time with the right friends, even if you feel horrible. I just this weekend, I was finally coming, starting to come out of my funk. And I started the day with one group of friends, coffee, lunch, and then passed myself off to another group of friends for afternoon drinks and then we ate something and then we had some more drinks and I was miserable at the beginning like I think I was complaining a fair amount hopefully I wasn't a pain but I was complaining a little bit about like you know whatever often Cooper is the recipient of my complaints if I he's a mirror if I'm annoyed with Cooper something's wrong with me as a good rule of thumb um and then by the end of the day I like I was still sad or just like well but felt much better and I slept so well and then I woke up the next day tired but notably a step in the right direction um towards being a little bit happier and a little bit less (laughs) whatever that feeling is uh and it's been a progress up and out of that and I mean a lot of this was inflicted just by like that therapy session last week so we'll see how tomorrow goes uh gonna talk to her about that and well this is coming out the day that i'll be in there so hopefully uh i exit it not quite so crushed whether it'd be good although i'm willing to go through it because i think it's going to take me to where i need to go so friends some good drinks good friends good drinks good conversations just getting out of my own space and spending some time with people exercise has been huge getting back into that rhythm again it's been hard to motivate myself like especially in the mornings but getting myself up taking Cooper out to go to the bathroom, putting him back in his kennel and then going for a run, getting to the gym, just working it out. Even though I'm miserable in the gym (laughs) bored and just over it. And just like, what am I doing here? Um, Just using my body has been hugely beneficial. Getting off Twitter has been helpful. I'm barely on it. I check it maybe once a week, not even anymore. I might just up and delete my account at some point because I find that Twitter just makes me feel bad. Um, there are some amazing things on there. Great art, gifts, cat memes, whatever. Can't handle it. I mean, it always ends up sucking me into something I really don't want to engage with. So I might just get rid of it entirely. I'm spending as little time on Instagram as possible. It's not even in my top three apps. I am reading a lot more. Uh, I've already finished something like 12 or 13 books in 2023, which is more than I read last year. Um, 
I just finished another one today on relationships, um, reading one on AI. I'm reading a few on trauma and uh, therapy and, and learning a lot. And actually that's how I had kind of my breakthrough with my therapist was I realized how like people that are in therapy in these books that I'm reading have really good relationships with their therapists and really let them in at some point. And a lot of them don't let them in for a long time. And I was like, I think I'm, I think I'm doing that. I think I got something for a while. Now I'm not. And that's because I'm not letting her closer to me and I am terrified of that. So let's engage with that. So um, so reading the books has been really, really beneficial. The AI stuff, kind of scary, um, very important. I'm very, I'm learning a lot. I, I don't, would not declare myself totally ignorant to the AI world, but, um, and I've read, I mean, I've read like Mana and some other books way back in the day. I feel like I uh, have a general understanding, but like uh, a very layman's, layperson's understanding. But diving deeper into that is uh, is definitely eye-opening um so some i did have to take a break from Lindsay when i was feeling peak miserable thankfully Lindsay gave me a call and uh made me promise not to read any more of those books for a day or two and that was good timing because i was reading some really very good stuff that i needed to read but it was making me much worse so i did take a break from that for a minute mindless movies watching um some movies that are fun that i know how they go i rewatched avengers infinity war and endgame because they are, even though they're superhero movies, I felt like they were really well done. There's a good emotional connection and they're fun. However, I also can just kind of like blank out to some degree while watching them and nothing too involved. That was really helpful. Like sitting, just watching one of those and going to bed and sleeping for like nine hours is magical. So lots of sleep. So those are some things that I've been doing that have been, have been really helpful. A whole lot of those things. And, um, I think I'm not, I haven't been very good. I think a lot of people would say that they're not good at this. So I'm not alone, but I've not been as good at actively organizing friends and pulling people together and maximizing my relationship time as I could be. That's been the case for a while. And I, that's changing. I've made, I've made efforts to wrangle friends together for uh, dinner or drinks or coffee, a walk or whatever. I have other plans and hopes for that, but I think just trying to home in on that small group of people in my life that always make me feel better about everything. Like they're, I need to make sure that they take that. They take a place of importance in my life that reflects how important they are to me. Um, and so making some real efforts to do that, whether that's taking whatever excuse I can to gather them, planning stuff for my birthday well in advance. Uh, yeah. And then the thing that I was really excited about, and you won't come as a surprise if you've been following for a long time, but I was finally going to get a car. It was really exciting. <laughs> I was really excited. And I found this really great deal, um, with Volvo because I want to get an electric car. Like if I'm going to do it, I want to get an electric, but that means I don't want to buy one because the resale value on them is brutal. I'm not really interested in doing a lease for some of the reasons. And I found a subscription plan <laughs> I canceled Netflix so that I could subscribe to a car. Um, but I was gonna, I found they had this really great subscription plan, um, which also shortcuts you to the front of the line for getting a car because getting an electric car or any almost any car in Europe right now, apparently it's a six to nine month wait. So I was going to be able to get a car immediately. But they didn't have my most recent numbers. And they were like, yeah, we don't trust that you're going to be able to pay for this. And it's like, I can afford it. I swear. I swear I can pay for it. So very last minute, they were like, actually... We're not going to do this. It was really disappointing. It came, that news came when I was already feeling horrible. And then I was like, the, that was the light at the end of the tunnel where I was like, oh, I'm going to get to, at least if nothing else, I'll have an electric car. It's very 
like it's it's affordable it's I, my business is going to pay for it so it's a write-off and i have everything worked out and i'm like you know i don't have to justify it for myself like i just i deserve to have something nice and to have some freedom and i'm not going to drive around paris but the whole goal is just to get throw cooper in the car and drive out somewhere in nature to some village to wherever go to the beach like drive all the way up to normandy and just escape and relax because often Paris for me can really just feel like work all the time because no matter where I go I'm evaluating like should I recommend this should I show people this should I whatever so it's just nice to get out very excited and then they're like actually no I'd already signed all the paperwork I'd already gone through everything I thought everything was solid and done I put in hours and hours and hours of work in cleaning out the garage because you may know that I have access to my landlady's garage it's where I park my bike which is a huge benefit that's a massive expense that's cut out like Everything was the stars had aligned and I was going to get not the car of my dreams, but a year, a model off. And then the cool thing about the subscription plan is we were able to order a new car. So that new car will come and then I'll swap and no problems. Just move into the new car. Super excited for it. And then they said no. And I was so sad. <laughs> I was so disappointed. And I was just like, it wasn't even about the car, but I just felt, I mean, I still feel sad about it. I was still, I was just like, crushed about it and and I really I just want I just want a little bit of something nice I just want to be able to go for a drive and it was so nice when we took it for a test drive Pushan and I took it for a test drive a couple weeks ago or three weeks ago and um and just getting out and driving just feels so good uh it's something I haven't owned a car since 2010 um not to say I haven't driven. Obviously, I miss my Land Rovers from when I lived in West Africa. I really wish I could have a Land Rover, but I'm not buying a diesel. Um, man, I miss I miss I miss the Land Rovers so much. But um, yeah, that that was a hit. So that's something I'm trying to do for myself, and also a way that I can wrangle my friends into little adventures and you know help people move uh, occasionally. And hopefully, yeah, that that's a very limited offer. Um, but help people move a little bit and you know, just go to the beach, just get, get out of town, uh, road trip a little bit and then make it, maybe make some road tripping videos. Cause that was the whole plan for the road to citizenship, right? Like this theme of my road to citizenship was supposed to center around road tripping around France, exploring the country, getting to know it better in time for me to get my citizenship. And, uh, and it, I don't know. I mean, as you know, we've, we've been talking about it since I got my license. Like it's, it's almost been two years that I've been just like actively trying to figure out how to get a car, had to wait because things got really rough the French government tried to undo me, managed to bounce back. Things are starting to look okay. It's like, all right, maybe now I can do this. And now we'll see. I don't know if I'm going to or not. But I hadn't talked about it publicly because I was like, well, I'll share it when it's happened. And uh, now we know why. So we'll see. Maybe it won't happen anytime soon. Maybe I'll have to wait, you know, another year for a car. And that's okay. But that was sad. That was rough. So all that I'll to say that wherever you are, Whatever, I hope you're having a great time. I hope nobody else, nobody, I hope nobody listening to this is them. I hope, I hope everybody tuned out because, and like quit listening to this just because they're like, ah, oh, my life's great. I don't need to hear that Jay's not doing great. Um, and just went on with their day. But for those of you that are struggling, um, yeah, I hope that you can lean on a friend, go have a drink. If you don't drink, you know, go, go, go play Baccarat, whatever you're into. Um, just have some time. I think it's really valuable to like to 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 think, reflect, to ask ourselves what's actually going on and how we can engage with it. But it's also valuable at times to just distract ourselves 
um, with the people that we love, with things we enjoy, and to, to be good to ourselves and to try and do nice things for ourselves. And even if, again, French bureaucracy gets in the way of doing nice things for yourself, you can try again next week. <laughs> I'm trying again right now, I guess. Um, and just see where things leave you. But yeah, I'm feeling hopeful. I'm feeling good. And I think, honestly, give another couple of days, I think I'll be right, right as rain and ready to roll again. My dad's coming for a visit. He should be the next guest on the podcast. And then uh, I'm going to go walk the Camino with him is the plan. Part of it, I can't uh, can't leave for the full three weeks, but I'll be going for a, a, a good portion of it is my plan. Uh, and leaving Cooper behind. It's way too far for him to walk every day, as uh, as athletic as he may think he is, as may, as athletic as he may be. Probably shouldn't do that to him. But um, there's a lot of great stuff coming up, a lot of good adventures, good conversations to be had, and lots of cool videos to make, fun things to remake, and, you know, good updates coming soon, hopefully, for the guide and its evolution into a web app. And then eventually, maybe one day, a native app. You can have it in the app store. We'll see if we get there when we get there. That's very exciting. Thank you for listening. Thanks for being there. Thanks to my patrons for making this possible. You got, you're the only ones listening to this when I'm actually feeling this way. Hopefully I'm not feeling this way when this comes out publicly in six months. Um, but that was the other housekeeping item I was going to say was that I also think I'm only going to do one season of the podcast per year moving forward. We'll figure this out. Um, but I realized I did the same thing to myself. I always do, which is I'm like, oh, well, I'll just, I'll do seasons and then I'll take breaks. And then I'm like, well, I mean, instead of, I mean, it's, it's not really a break. I'll, I'll just keep making podcasts. And so I think we, speaking of being kind to myself, might slow it down to just one season per year. Um, so we might take a hiatus for the rest of the year on the podcast once this season is over, but I will, um, I'll just kind of, I, I will play that by ear, but that, I mean, just even saying that out loud. Yeah. What am I doing? Why? Like I'm, why do I do these things to myself? Um, unless you have any very, very loud objections, um, to that, I think I'll probably just plan on doing that and wanted to for, forewarn you and, uh, we'll talk about it again in the future, but, um, before that happens, got to finish eating all the French cheeses. And my dad's going to help me wrap most of that out uh, here pretty soon. So looking forward to sharing that with you. Looking forward to sharing more of Paris with you, more of France with you. So much cool, fun, exciting stuff to come in the in the, the very near but also distant future. Honestly, life is uh, beautiful and I don't always feel that way. I definitely have my down moments, but I'm feeling really excited for what's to come. So... Hope you'll stick around and enjoy it with me. And until then, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And uh, yeah, see you in a couple weeks. Bye.